Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello loves, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this fantastic day? I hope wherever you are, you are feeling so good inside. So, so good. And if you're not, be okay with that. Be okay with that and know that you can choose to shift it, to change it, and just capture one little moment, one little blip of good feeling, just to kind of interrupt that momentum. Um, you think about momentum, right? And how once we get it going, it builds and builds and builds. And if it's not a good feeling and it's not a place you want to go, interrupt it, shake it up some, you know, turn your thoughts to somewhere else, take a deep breath, focus on gratitude, focus on one good thing to help interrupt that downward motion that maybe you don't want to be in. Okay. All right. Deep breath and let it out. (sighs) So good. All right. So we are welcome to part three of the four part series, light of the world, midlife transitions and spirituality. And so I am shuffling my starseed Oracle cards by Rebecca Campbell to help guide the insights I might share with you today for part three, which is where do I go from here? And so if you've been listening to the series, we started with how far I've come, how far we all have come, us midlife folks who are at the threshold of change and shifting and all those kinds of things. We look back to see, all right, how far have I come? Where did I come from? How did I get here? What happened along the way? And let's just kind of look and take inventory. No judgment, no regrets, no changing. You can't change the past. It's more just get your bearings. Just check in with where you are. And then last week's uh, part two, where we are now, where we stand, what does the view look like from here in the sandwich, we like to call it, in the midlife sandwich where we are caught between our aging parents and raising our kids. So being parents to both sides, parents to the parents, parents to the kids. Um, And of course, this may not apply for everyone who is listening, but there is that sense of a transition, of being in a place where you're like, oh, I get to choose now what I want, maybe, or you start to ask, what do I want? No one ever asked me. I'm always putting myself or others before myself. And so 
maybe I need to start asking what I want. And yeah, I just, cause I feel like I'm at this, this place now where I am at a point in my life where I am not satisfied with it. And I'm wondering, okay, what can I do to shift it? What can I do to create a life that I want for me? Um, so today's episode is part three. Where do I go from here? All right. So we're going to turn to the Oracle cards and ask for some guidance on where we go from here. What do we need to tune into? Where do we go? And I'm feeling all kinds of little blips here and there. I think. Oh, we got one right here. All right. A new earth, it's called. Oh, I think I've drawn this card before. A new earth. It is happening. Keep holding the vision. So where do we go from here? Well, we go forward, right? We go forward. And going forward doesn't mean that we're going forward in a place that we are familiar with, a place that we know. Mm -mm. This card is telling us that we are at a new, okay, I'm trying to find the page. We're at a new earth and we're at a new beginning. Okay, so a new earth, it's happening, keep holding the vision. So hold the vision for what you want. And as you continue to work towards it, there may be things in your way, right? Because life is not a straight line. And there may be some challenges where you're like, okay, can I just lay down and take a nap? Yes, you can. I felt that before many times and I've done that. I've taken a nap, but don't ever give up on your vision, on the dream that you have for your life. Keep going. Okay. So I'm going to read what the guidebook says. Don't give up now. <laughs> you're closer than you think. I know it's hard to hold the frequency of a new age when it feels as if so much is crumbling and so many are losing faith. Isn't that the truth of what's happening around us right now? Hmm? Mm-hmm. This is your sign that you're facing the right direction. Hooray! I always love those little nudges that say, yeah, keep going. You're going the right way. And this is it for those of you that are listening. You have a great gift in being able to see the potential of things before they exist. Tend to the new seeds. Dream them into existence. Don't lose faith now. Keep your focus fixed. Planting new seeds and bringing about a shift of the ages is no mean feat. It's not. I mean, when you feel like you're the only one doing it, it's a little tough, a little tough. But like I said in um, two episodes ago, you're not alone. So if you can find your people who are also planting new seeds, then we can build this new earth together. It requires extreme trust and a radical vision. True, true, true. If you pull this card, it's a reminder to have faith. You chose to be here and to be part of this global shift. Mm-hmm. Whether you're bringing it, it about through prayer and meditation or go or th work. Oh, can I read that sentence over? Hold on. Rewind. Whether you're bringing it about, this is the new earth, through prayer and meditation or through working on a new project, job, or creation, keep going. It's happening. Don't give up now. 
which is to say you don't have to be a light worker to create light in the world, to create a shift towards the new earth. You can just be you. That's it. If you're writing a book and you are like, I don't know if this is going to fly. This is like totally uncharted waters and people are going to think I'm weird and whatever. Yes. That's all I have to say. Go for it. That is definitely the direction to go. When you start saying things like people are going to think that I'm weird or whatever, usually means that you are following your divine guidance. It usually means that the the ego is coming into protection mode, questioning, like, wait, why are we pursuing this weird, crazy, off the wall, off the charts idea? Mm, I don't know. It's going to... People are going to not want to talk to us. They're not going to want to hang out. They're not going to be part of our community. But it's okay because when you do the thing that you think is the weird thing, when you think it's like, oh my God, people are going to ostracize me or whatever, it's just those people you are around who don't get you and they're going to fall away. And that's okay because you're going to make space for the people who do get you to come into your life, which links back to the don't lose your grip card from last week's episode. So see how it all ties together? Anyway, let me continue. The world needs more dreamers like you, more people with hope in their hearts. The road ahead may not be plain sailing, ushering in a new age and times of change never is. Mm-hmm. You're being encouraged to remember that what you've been working toward for so long is almost here. Don't question yourself now. Don't waver. Dig your devotion deep. For if you do, in the not too distant future, you'll be able to sit back and watch all that you've so carefully planted and nurtured grow and bloom. It's possible. Keep focusing on your dreams. You're closer than you think. And your starseed soul inquiry for today is how can you keep holding the vision? Because that is the challenge, my friends. That is the challenge when you are on the leading edge of change and no one else has preceded you in that same exact way that you want to walk, that path you want to walk. How do you keep holding the vision? You know, it's like I have all these big visions that I don't share with people because I know they're going to look at me sideways. They're going to judge me. They're going to think I'm crazy. And then ego is going to be like, oh, crap, we need to keep safe. So, you know, what? forget about those crazy visions. We're not going to share that with anybody. We're not going to do it anymore. Okay, bye. Good night. (laughs) You know, and I know that's not going to serve me. It's not going to serve my highest good, my highest being, my highest self. And when I don't do that, then I shrink my energy shrinks and that's of no service to anybody else. You know, it's just, it just brings everyone else down. And so I need to be mindful about who I share my visions and my dreams with um, so that I can continue to nurture them and allow them to flourish without naysayers without people like crapping on my garden. No, uh-uh, you don't get to do that. So I'm not going to share with you what I'm planting in my garden. How about that? So that's one way to hold the vision is to keep it close to the vest. Now, of course, you don't want to do the visioning and the dreaming and the inspired action towards manifesting those things on your own. You can, but sometimes it's a little hard. So community is really important. Like I said a couple episodes ago when I pulled that card, you're not alone, calling in community. 
but it's really knowing who your community is. Do they have your back, no matter how crazy your ideas are, no matter how wild you might talk? Do they have your back? Do they support you wholeheartedly, unconditionally? If they don't, keep it close to the vest. You can share it with me because I got unconditional love for everybody, for real. I mean, yeah, I'll have like some differences with people and I'll get a little like bristly around the edges and be like, about this person, but it does not mean that I stop loving. That's what unconditional love is, right? We can still have our differences. We can still have our little tiffs, our little disagreements, we'll say, our little bristly around the edges kind of responses, but we can also still love. It's not either or, it is and, it is both. So that said, keep holding the vision because this world needs you to step into that vision, to realize your dream. And when you are at the threshold of change called midlife, right, where chances are your first part of your life was largely dictated by others, by your caregivers, the adults in your life, by society, by culture, media, whatever you have, all the external messages towards you Chances are that part of your life up until now has been dictated by others. You're like, oh, I need to fit in because that's survival, right? Our human nature is to belong, to be in community. And when there is a chance that we will be pushed out of that community, where we will be ostracized or extricated or exiled, we will do whatever it takes to stay in the circle, to stay in safety mode. And if that means denying our vision, then so be it. But we are not there anymore. We are in a time where we can find our people. Hello, technology. We can find our community. We can find the people who speak our language, who are in the same frequency as us and share our visions with them. And then when we step into our vision and we embody it and we, we dream it and live the dream, then everyone around us who doubted us, who looked at us sideways, who thought we were crazy or wild or just like dismissive of our vision, then they start to look at you and be like, wait, something's different. What'd you do? Did you cut your hair? Did you go on a diet? Did you change your clothes? Like what? You look so radiant. You look so more like you. Like what is your secret? And then maybe you can tell them. But in the meantime, hold the vision for yourself. So at the threshold of change, right? Where do we go from here? We looked back, took inventory. We looked at where we are now. And now we are going looking forward. Where do we go from here? Because at this threshold, a lot of us are asking questions like, you know, I want to do things for myself. Like I want to live my dream. I want to pursue my desires. I want to hold this vision. But what is the vision? Uh, yeah. What's my dream? What do I want? I'm not 
exactly sure. I don't even know if I know because I've been living my life for others for so long that I've lost sight of what I want, of who I am, what I desire. I've lost the connection to my innermost self. Like I can, not totally severed connection, like I can still sense my inner being, my inner self, my divine self in there, but the volume is turned down really low where I can't even hear what she's saying. That's where some of us are. That's where a lot of us are. We can't hear what our heart's desire is because the volume's turned down so low because we turned it low so that we could hear the desires of others in order to serve them and help them get to their visions and their dreams. But what about us? Hmm? Society has us conditioned so well to serve others before ourselves. Because if you start to help yourself, then you are seen as selfish. But this is not the case. We are put on this planet for a purpose, for an individual, very specific to us kind of purpose. And chances are it is not to serve others in the way that is self-sacrificing. We serve others by being ourselves. And by being ourselves, we need to take care of ourselves and pursue these dreams, these visions. But where do we go from here if we don't know what we want? What do we want? What do we want? And this is a question I ask myself and I ask my clients, I ask my friends, I ask my community all the time. What do you want? I want a free coffee. All right, cool. What else? Um, I want $1,000. Okay, cool. What else? Like we dream too small. If I've learned anything in my spiritual journey over the last few years is that we humans dream too small dang small people are like I want a million dollars what is a million dollars now like what does it do for you really like you yeah you can pay off your house pay off your credit card debt pay tuition for maybe one kid's college education maybe I don't know it's so expensive now that I don't even know but once that is all gone then what like what if money were not a problem what if money was not an issue? What is your vision? What do you want? What do you, what do you want? I'm going to keep saying that over and over again, because in order for us to know where to go from here, we need to know what we want. If we don't know what we want, we're just aimlessly wandering around the forest, just kind of fumbling around like, oh, look, there's mus some mushrooms here. I wonder, are they psychedelic or are they just the regular kind? Oh, look, we've got some berries over here. Are they the poisonous kind or the kind that'll nourish me? Hmm. I don't know. I'm just going to fumble around and test it out. And the thing is, I will say, sometimes we need to wander around, to fumble around in order to know what we want, to get that contrast of like, okay, I'll let me try this out. Nope, don't like that. Let me try this out. Oh, nope, don't like that. Oh, what about this? Oh, yeah, I like that course we need to go out in the world and try things but we also need to take time to tune in to our divine selves to cut to get quiet to quiet the mind to come into meditation just to be still I mean we live in a world that's always go 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 you know even if we're not physically going anywhere our devices technology is just telling us to keep going and I'll tell you I am also finding myself sometimes caught in that 
whirlwind of go, go, go. I have to be mindful to stop and extract myself from the hamster wheel because it's not good for the body, for the brain to keep going. I'll tell you, like, I'll admit, like, you know, one night a week ago, I was like up until one o'clock in the morning working. And I mean, different kind of work. Like I had all kinds of things happening at once. And I was like, well, if I just try to take care of some stuff, it'll be okay. So I'm clear in the morning. Of course, you know, (laughs) clear in the morning. Yeah, for now, but then things pile up again. And so there's never an end to the doing. There's never an end to the work. So it's up to us to pause, intentionally stop and take time to care for ourselves and to get quiet and to listen and say, all right, inner self, inner being, highest self, divine knowing. What is my next move? Do I just sit here and take a nap? Because that would be fantastic too. Not going to (laughs) lie. You know, where do I go from here? What is the vision I have for my life? What do I see myself? And it's so funny. The questions that they ask in interviews when you interview for a job, it's like, where do you see yourself five years from now? You know, the answer is that they want to know that they, you see yourself with the company for that long. They want to know if they can invest in you, but it's a useful question to ask for ourselves. Where do we see ourselves in five years? You know, when we were 20 something, we had it all mapped out. We were like, yeah, when I graduate college, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to like date and meet somebody, maybe meet somebody. And if not, then I'll just keep dating and just kind of have fun and travel and whatever. That's what I'm going to do in the next five years. Now, when you're in midlife and you're like, what, what am I doing in the next five years? Five years, time is funny. So five years when you're in midlife can feel like a blink. If you have kids, it's even faster, but at the same time, it's also slow. Time is funny that way. But when you think about what am I, what am I doing? Where am I going to be in five years? You're also thinking about how much closer you are to retirement, how much closer you are to death. I hate to say it, but we're all going to die. And a lot of us believe that we're going to die in old age. You don't know. You could die tomorrow. You know, our next day, our next breath is not guaranteed. And if pandemic has taught us anything, it's that. It is that we are not guaranteed tomorrow. So we need to live today as if tomorrow is not coming. And a lot of us don't do that a lot, myself included, although I am more mindful of it. And I do my best to be in the moment, to seize the day as much as possible. It's, uh, you know, it takes, it takes dedication, it takes uh, awareness, a rigorous awareness to continue that. But once you get into the practice of it, then it becomes easy. Like anything you practice, you know, you play piano, you practice that one piece every day over and over again for like 10 years. It's a piece of cake. You've memorized it. You can play it anywhere, any party. Great. That's what practice does, right? And so if we practice thinking about living for today, rather than planning for tomorrow, then it gets easier and easier to just be in ourselves, to hear our divine voices guiding us to the next inspired action, or to just be, to be still, to listen, to 
just take a nap. I'm all about the naps. I realize I've said nap like three, four times already because <laughs> I love naps. Um, but the question of where do I go from here? You need to go within to find out, to feel into it. Now, for me, being Taurus son, I'm very much about the physical aspects of stuff, right? And so, yes, I will go in and meditate, deep breath, focusing on the breath, the sensations of the breath coming in and out in the body. And then I will go deeper and deeper within, meditating, getting calm, allowing the thoughts to just kind of float through, right? Not getting caught up in the story that the thoughts might make, but just to listen for any whispers, any things that come through. But then I also am mindful of my body, mindful of how the earth is holding me. So I notice all the points of contact that my body makes with the earth and feeling grounded in that. But then also, what else, what other sensations are happening in my body? When I hit on something, when a thought comes through and it feels like tingly in my body, then I know that's a big yes for me to do something about it or to take that idea and run with it. That is my guidance system. And so where do I go from here? You just ask lots of questions over and over again. Same question, maybe different answer or just same question posed different ways. Who knows? But you don't know until you go out and try something. Where do I go from here? You tell me. It's your vision. We're just asking that you hold that vision and know that it's realization, that it's manifestation will come forward very, very soon. At least according to this card. (laughs) So my friends, what I invite you to do is to take some time to meditate this week. Even if it's just, you know, five minutes and maybe build on that over time, use your cell phone timer, put it, put the phone on, do not disturb. And then you can use your timer. Your timer will go off anyway, if you have the right settings and just ask yourself, your inner self, you know, where do we go from here? What is my dream? What is my vision? If you're not sure what that is and just write it all out, write it all out. Even if it sounds wild and unlikely, this is the time to dream. We are at the threshold of change. I cannot say it enough. And at the threshold of change, there is a big portal of opportunity waiting for you. So what will you do with this opportunity? Will you continue down this path that you've been on? You know where that leads. Or will you shift and choose something else? Will you shift towards your life's purpose? Will you shift towards where your higher self is calling you? Because chances are your higher self is not calling you to be in an office, (laughs) working 40, 50, 60 hours a week until retirement. Mm -mm, I don't think that's true. Unless that job is something that lights you up. And if it lights you up, you don't need to be working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Mm -mm. It comes so easy. (coughs) Excuse me. That it doesn't feel like work. So go within. And listen. And see what comes forward. All right, my friends. So that concludes our 
episode for part three of Light of the World series on midlife transitions and spirituality. And I'm going to close the episode with a poem by Rumi. This is called Dissolver of Sugar. Dissolver of sugar, dissolve me if this is the time. Do it gently with a touch of a hand or a look. Every morning I wait at dawn. That's when it's happened before. Or do it suddenly, like an execution. How else can I get ready for death? You breathe without a body like a spark. You grieve, and I begin to feel lighter. You keep me away with your arm, but the keeping away is pulling me in. Pale sunlight, pale the wall. Love moves away. The light changes. I need more grace than I thought. Hmm. All right, my friends. Close in this episode. As usual, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos, by signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to suryagiyan.com slash subscribe.